mindset, man. I think that's like so many little ideas that we're talking about, but it all requires a shift in the mind. Nowhere else, nowhere outside of you. You're not going to find it anywhere else other than inside. And for me, COVID and like the last few months have given me that gift of like really being able to go inside. That was Krista Ripma. Welcome back to Seeker and Sage, everybody. My name is Danny Pomploon, and I'm your host. Today is session 137. I got my good friend Krista on the show. She is no stranger to the uh, the show. Uh, this is the third time on. She is my marketing gal. She's actually the marketing queen. And this is one of the first episodes where we didn't talk about anything marketing anything. Uh, we actually ended up talking a lot about mindset. As y'all know, I've been keeping these conversations pretty much as real as possible because all I can do is show up and be me today. So this is what we got into. Um, we talked a little bit about our growth, some changes that we're going through in both our lives and really making everything sustainable based on our agency of choice, which has been pretty cool. A quick heads up for everybody. Every year I lead my normal retreat uh, over New Year's and uh, it's the soul reset. It's a very like tuning in retreat. This year it's obviously not happening because of COVID. But I decided that I still wanted to give this gift to everybody because I really do believe in the power of meditation, restorative, and pranayama. So I have created an online version of it. We're starting it on October 12th. It is a 20-day journey of, again, meditation, pranayama, some reflection, and some restorative classes. Every day you get an email to touch in. Um, I'm also doing three live philosophy calls, and it's all free. It's 100% for you. So I'll leave a link inside the show notes. You can also check it out on my Instagram. It's slapped all over my website. It is the 20-day soul reset. Invite a friend, invite a couple of friends. You can also just head over to the Danny Pumpkin Yoga app at the iTunes store or the um, Google Play store, and it's inside the app. You can also sign up for it there. Um, without further ado, oh, no way. I got to tell you to leave a review because that's how the show grows. Hey, big shout out. There's been a couple more supporters to the show on Patreon. We can't thank you enough. This keeps the show going and it keeps the show alive. And I want to continue to do this stuff. And it's because of you that it's going. So check out our support page. And if you can't support with a financial donation, all good. Head over to iTunes and give us a little shout, a little review. That truly does help um, a ton. I'll see you all somewhere on the internet. And I can't wait to do the Soul Reset Charge or Soul Reset Challenge. Reset Charge works with you. Without further ado, here goes episode 137. We're not burnt out, Krista. We're not burnt out. No, I swear. I'm really not. <laughs> Are you sure? Because otherwise, I don't know what we're podcasting about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm post burnout, so. <laughs> we burn. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Hi. We're here. We're doing it again. We're doing it again. I love your community. I just want to start by saying that. I love your audience. I love this crew. Every time we do an episode together, I get so much love from your from your community and it's just so fun um to to do this with you. So thank you. They are pretty solid people. I mean, all of you listening out there, you'd be really solid people for sure. And, you know, I would say, Krista, that the reason why they like you is because there is definitely something within you that they see within themselves. So hmm. you're a big part of that. Don't forget that, you know? I do. I know that. Thank you. So, Krista, this is our third. This is your third time on the show. Yes, it is. The first time we just talked about all sorts of fun things. Second time we talked about post-burnout. And this time you're actually sustaining yourself through all of this. 
I am. What's working? Oh my gosh. Thank you for asking that. Um, I want to hear, hear this because I need to write all this shit down. Well, I would say, okay, so I could sit here and tell you it's baths, it's journaling, it's walking, it's swimming, it's all of the spiritual work I'm doing. And yes, it is that, but I wouldn't be as motivated, I think, to do all of that if it wasn't for going on antidepressants. Mm. Um, and so I have to honor that process and, and say that because um, I I don't want to give all the credit away because I have made so many changes, like huge changes, which I've told you about within the business, um, personal life boundaries, cord cutting, I mean, psychic surgery, <laughs> you name it. Um, but I also did my anxiety with COVID and stuff that was happening in my personal life and work. It just got to be a lot. Like we talked about burnout last time. I don't even know if I knew what burnout was <laughs> at that mm-hmm. point. Like it can always get worse. Um, and it definitely did. And I definitely hit a wall. And I, it was my friends who said, you know, I think that you really need like an extra little boost of serotonin right now. Like this is not, I don't think you can do this on your own. Um, and I heard that advice and I have people who really look out for me. I'd been on antidepressants like a decade ago. Um, and so the plan was to go on and taper off within a year. And I'm just like two, three months into that and just feeling very grateful that I made that call for myself. Um, it's not easy to like make that call to your doctor. Um, and I just am super grateful for Krista two and a half months ago that picked up the phone and did that. Um, And now I have been able to like come out of the dark and have all these practices in place that I just feel really good about. Um, So I would say antidepressants were a big part of that, but I'm doing a lot of self-study, a lot of reading. I think uh, we underestimate reading. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, for sure. It's so powerful and like such a beautiful way to, I feel like TV is a great way to escape, but Mm -hmm. reading is a great way to like stay really present. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense, but um, yeah, so I've just been um, going slower, lots of rest, lots of bathing, lots of cleansing, lots of energy work and uh, knock on wood, it's been going really well. What was your experience like? I mean, I feel that on the depression part, like, you know, I, I <sighs> broken record, Danny, I feel like I say the same things over and over again. Maybe I do, but whatever, here it is. You know, I, I have talked a lot about my depression online and on, you know, the, on, on the podcast, just in duh, period. I've talked a lot about depression and being like, just face down in a black hole for the last few months. And I'm finally feeling like I'm getting out of it. Me and you talked about this on a personal level about yeah. how, you know, we'd both been struggling. And, you know, what I realized is I wasn't necessarily being vulnerable to myself. Like I was having these conversations at the start of it, right, with mm-hmm. other people. And I was expressing that, but I was excusing my own experience. You know, I would say things like, yeah, I'm going through it, but we're all going through it. Mm-hmm. Or I'm really sad right now because of COVID, but everyone's really sad right now because of COVID. So it actually was stealing the old, the, like the actual vulnerability piece away from myself because I wasn't acknowledging my experience and letting me have my own experience. Instead, I was putting it off to everybody's experience. I think you know, that is such a good point, Danny. Like just 
right there is so brilliant and well said. Like I, we all do that, you know, and it doesn't make, I have a friend yesterday that I was sort of talking off of a ledge a little bit, you know, and he was doing the same thing, Um, you know, but everyone's having this or no one's thriving right now or da, 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 da. And it's like, it doesn't make your experience any less like real or um, intense because you're in your body. And I think um, that is what, I've the deeper work that I've been doing this summer and since COVID is like, who am I really? Like, I know who the world thinks I am. <laughs> I know who my friends think I am. I know who I think I am, but like, who am I really? And to sit with that and answer those questions, you have to be able to give yourself permission to like be in the moment that you're in to really feel it and like connect with what's really going on and um, just like giving less fucks, you know, I think Mm -hmm. that's, that's a big piece of this whole thing. Like, yes, a lot of people are struggling right now. Um, A lot of people are thriving right now, Mm -hmm. but you're having your own experience right now, which deserves attention, especially from yourself. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And, 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 you know, we look at the practice of, you know, like at least mindful meditation, you know, the the actual art of of mindfulness itself, when we start to identify those things, like identify and observe the feeling, you know, versus bypass it. If we bypass it, we don't get to own it. And when we don't get to own it, it can, it owns us, you know? So in the actual, like you you look at, uh, 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 have you, have you read the book? Oh my gosh. I'm going to, butcher it. Let me turn around and look at my bookshelf so I don't mess this one up. Okay. But it is uh, catas- Full Catastrophic li- full catastrophic Living by jo- uh, John Kabat-Zinn. No. Oh my gosh. It's Well, it's first off, it's really thick. It's a really thick book. But I'm in the middle of this meditation teacher training right now because I wanted to do something to kind of just like pep up my teaching or whatever it was. Specifically, because I really do believe in this, uh, like I, I firmly believe that towards the end of the year, we're going to need a lot more of this. So I wanted to just like boost myself up. But one of the things that he talked about in the book is, you know, when we give ourselves the permission to own the experience, to say, I am in anger, I am in fear, I am in sadness or whatever, we then take ownership of that experience, whatever it is. And then we get to say, is this real? You know, is this, is this really a right now moment? Is this a feeling, right? And whatever the answer is, it's not like, okay, well, no, it's not real. And then it's over, but you get to say, okay, this isn't real, but what is like, what is it about this thing that is real? And so you start to go into the root of the problem versus the reaction of what's happening immediately. Yeah, I think, and, and just to take it a step further, is this real? And for me, I'm asking myself, is this mine? Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that comes up so much for me is like you too. I know we're both like very highly sensitive people. And so in conversations that I'm having, or even in an Instagram, can I, can, I inter- can I interrupt you and say, I actually would say that we're not highly sensitive. We're deeply feeling people. Great. I love yeah. that even more. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just feel it all. And so you know, recently I had this experience and I like was able to stop right in the moment and be like, this actually isn't mine. 
It has nothing to do with me. It doesn't belong to me. And I can like cut that cord away. And cord cutting has been a really big part of my practice this summer because we just carry so much throughout our day, especially with these screens. Like we have so much stimulation from like scrolling through somebody's social media page. Then we're taking on their energy and their experience to our mm-hmm. friends and just coworkers, clients, whatever, you name it. And by the end of the day, we're like depleted. Um, and it, I think it's okay to give our energy away. Most of the people I give it to are the people I love the most, right? Um, but we have to cut that cord and we have to fill ourselves back up. And I think in order to be able to do any of that, that we're talking about any of these exercises, the first thing is like observing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're in a reactionary place or when you're feeling depressed or when you're having an experience, um, a totally real valid <laughs> experience in that moment for me, it's how can I recognize I'm having an experience, become the observer and then ask myself these questions because when you're in it, your ego is just taking over and it's it's hard. So the practice for me has actually been how quickly can I notice that I'm having an experience and like snap myself out of it to be able to actually even begin to do the work? You know, awareness is just so important there. It's so hard sometimes. <laughs> it's so hard. Are you kidding me? It's so hard. Like it. it I don't, and I have no advice on how to do this sooner. I don't know if you do, but for me, it's just doing everything I've been sharing, like the reading, the, I think it makes me more present. And the more I hang out with that higher version of myself, you know, that self that Mm -hmm. you get to talk to when you're deep in meditation or you've been quiet for like at least 30 minutes or for me, when I've swam like at least 20 laps, like there she is. Like once all the bullshit is out of the way, I get to connect with her and I get to see her. And the more I spend time with that person, um, the more rituals and prayers and like, you know, daily habits I form that allow me to tap into her, the easier it becomes in that moment. I think it's hard, you know, for, for me, what I find challenging is like, okay, well, times are good right now, so I'm good. So we start to, you know, <laughs> cut, you know, like, I don't need to do this right now. Everything's fine. And then you realize, oh, and then I dip back down. And it's not until you create something, a spiritual practice is consistency. That consistency in anything is a spiritual practice to an extent, you know, but to be able to show up over and over and over again, like, that is really like a big investment in yourself. There's a couple of things that you said, but like the self-study part of it is such a big part of the yoga practice. And yeah. you're not like, I'm not talking like go research yoga poses, but I'm talking about like really get to know yourself. Yeah. You sit, you sit there and you study, you know, I don't know, the articulation of a shoulder joint so that you can shut up and listen and pay attention, right? And that act, your mind doesn't know that you're, right now I'm paying attention to this. And right now I'm paying, it just knows right now is the action of paying attention. Because mm-hmm. later on down the road, you're going to be asked to pay attention to yourself, whether it's physical or something else. So we do these nuances and we do these little you know, dissections or whatever it is, because at some point you sit afterwards and you start to pay attention. It's again, it's drawing the awareness back. It's, you know, it's mindful or mindful, you know, the difference mm-hmm. between one or the other. I love what you said about like, well, I mean, there's a few parts to it. There's, you know, there's, there's getting to know it and identifying it. And then there's putting in the work over and over and over again and not giving up because 
at some point, I don't know about you, Krista, but I, I, you know, there was the, the episode with Yvonne recently and, you know, it's, this is forever like will change me, but it, she had that one moment where she looked at herself in the mirror and was like, well, Yvonne, what's it going to be? You know, you kind of have that, <laughs> that come to Jesus and, and same, you know, it was very similar to like towards the end of this version of depression, you know, it was like, well, Danny, what's it going to like, but are we going to, are we going to suffer some more? Is this what we're going to do? We're going to play that game again, or are we going to move forward? And are we going to move forward in a sustainable way? Yeah. I think it's so beautiful too, that like that you ask, you can ask yourself that. And for me, like this last bout of like burnout, depression, wall hitting, I also got physically hurt. I fell off my bike. So I was just like, really in a in a bad place in a bad way and i wanted to be there like i didn't want to be pulled out of my hole i actually remember texting you during this week and you were like is there anything i can do i'm like honestly i'm just like in a hole and i'll let you know like when i'm ready to talk because um and for me that even felt like progress because i was aware that i was in a hole and i was like consciously choosing to stay there um, and I could like speak to that because people were getting kind of sick of my, not sick of it, but like, you know, usually I bounce back a little bit quicker and I'm like, I'm, I'm chilling here. I don't know if I'll ever come out, but like, this is where I am. I understand that I'm having a pity party. This is where I'm at. And for me, that being where you're at, it's like such a famous thing that Ram Das talked about all the time. It's just like, be where you're at. And I keep that with myself, you know, as much as I can. And I try and give permission to my friends and to people that I love to, to do the same thing because we're our own worst critics. We're always standing in our way. And if, you know, you could just love on yourself the way that you love on your friends and the way that you love on your family, it's like so much easier to be in service to that person. And so that's really helped me too, is just this idea of like, I am in service to like this vessel and this person that's like dwelling inside of me that's a Gemini and like totally insane and like, you know, intense and all these things. And like, how can I take better care of her? Like, how can I support her? How can I make sure she gets asleep and eats because her blood sugar drops and all this stuff. And when I like started being in service to myself, like it was this thing to take care of mindset, man, I think that's like so many little ideas that we're talking about, but it all requires a shift in the mind. Nowhere else, nowhere outside of you. You're not going to find it anywhere else other than inside. And for me, COVID and like the last few months have given me that gift of like really being able to go inside. It's treating yourself like you would your best friend, period. Yeah. You know, some of the things that we say and we do to ourselves, we're like, would I, or even like a child, you know, like our version of ourselves, you know, like would we keep our five-year-old self up way too late knowing that they're going to feel terrible tomorrow? Would we make them skip meals knowing that it's going to lower their energy level? Like, you know, whatever the case may be, it's, it's, it's like, why would we do that to ourselves as adults, but not to like someone that we cared about or loved? Yeah, that's one thing I've been coming aware of. It's funny that you just brought that up because I was talking to a friend this morning and um, I was saying that I've 
I'm reading this book actually, Vibrate Higher Daily, and it just asks you in the book, she asks you to just like notice your feelings, your thoughts, what you're eating, people that you spend your time with, like whatever you do and like what that does to your vibration. Mm -hmm. And my negative self-talk is so mean. And it's like awful, you know, some of the things I say to myself and it just, I'm lowering my own vibration. Like it's not this external thing, you know? And once I started realizing that, like, you know, we call our best friends. We're like, how did you sleep? What are you doing today? How can I help you? What do you need? And it's like, Meanwhile, I look in the mirror and I'm like, you look disgusting. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you look tired. <laughs> <laughs> but meanwhile, I look at my friend. I'm like, you're glowing. I miss you. You know, we like have all this love. But that negative self-talk is still vibration. Um, and so that's what I've really been looking at in this book. And also in all of these areas of my life, like you said, like I seem like I've, I'm doing well. But what this book is making me realize is there are so many areas, Danny, like I claim to be authentic and I I am, I am authentic. I am honest, but there are so many areas in my life where I'm still out of alignment, Mm -hmm. um, where the vibration is still off, where I still need to set boundaries. I still need to cut the cord. I still need to detach. Like it's just a forever process Mm -hmm. and, um, making the detaching, the cord cutting, the daily baths, all this stuff, like just a daily ritual to like maintain sanity and connection to the divine is really like what it's become about. But with this book, I'm like, man, I thought I did this work like five years ago. turns out we're always evolving. Like we're always in flow or in flux, you know, with the universe. And it's like never ending work. Right. It never stops. But we do do it with a little more grace every single time. I think so. I even think my last, my last like, roller coaster ride of sort of anxiety, depression, burnout was actually like more graceful um, than the time before. And even if it's not, that's okay too, you know, but I, I do think that the more we get to know ourselves and the more we get to know just like what is around us, you know, like what we have control over um, because no, nothing. We, well, funny <laughs> enough, we actually have, a lot of control, but so much of that is surrendering. Mm-hmm. Like we have control to surrender. <laughs> that yeah. makes sense. Totally. So like in any moment we can actually control whether we're surrendering or not. Uh-huh. And um, I don't know, we could talk about that forever, but yeah, it's <laughs> been a wild uh, summer, you know, like a lot of people, many people I talk to, everyone's like having an experience, you know, it's, it's a mm-hmm. transformational time and it's kind of exciting to me. I think that there's a lot of opportunity for growth. You know, yes, times are tricky. Yes, times are scary. Yes, I'm saying this from a place of privilege because I have work and all that stuff, not to discredit all the hard work that I've done to get to have work. But, you know, I think that there is an opportunity for shift and growth. And I can see that coming. You know, I think of it like a mother giving birth to beautiful new life, but there are a lot of, there's a lot of pain that comes before. There's a little, there's morning Mm. sickness. There's, you know, the birthing process itself can be, quite painful, you know, extremely painful, but something does come out of it. It's just going through it. That's, you know, the hard part I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I was this Baba that I know in Nepal, he says the poison has to come before the nectar when you're on the path. And, um, 
I just feel like that is so profound. And whenever I'm feeling like righteous or judgmental or um, and in any of these like weird holes that we've been in this, this last six months, I'm like, well, that means the nectar is coming. You know, if I can remember that, especially like with business, you know, I had a crazy thing happen, which led to the burnout. I lost a lot of money. Um, I got pretty like screwed over by somebody I uh, admired. And it was just this like heartbreaking experience. Um, but in that realizing that it was like creating space for something new and Mm. it's so hard in the moment. Like I couldn't do it in the moment. It wasn't till after that I was like, ah, that was the poison. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. You know, but like in the moment, um, you know, just riding the wave and, one of my mentors early, early on in my career, when I decided to be like an entrepreneur or like go out on my own, like not work a nine to five, basically. So it's up to me to like make sure I eat every month and make enough to have a roof over my head. And and she said, um, it's going to come in waves. So even if you become so, so, so good at what you do and you're like super sought after and blah, 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 um, it's still, there's still going to be highs and lows of business and you have to learn how to ride the highs and like say, put money aside and, you know, be grateful for the abundance and like still do really solid work and knock it in over your head with like overwhelming amounts of work and abundance. But then also when there isn't, a lot of work or something happens and you lose a big client that you like had blocked out three months for and you're scrambling. It's like that actually gave me time to ride the wave because I needed a break anyway when that happened. Um, and I was able to just sort of ride that wave financially within my business. But it's so hard to do that that emotionally. Like I feel like you and I are both really good at like, oh, work's going really well. Everything's great, blah, blah, blah. Or yeah, like work could be better. You know, I'm in the midst of a transition. And we're both really just like, yeah, this is like how it's going because we're just so believing in what it is we do for a living. But with our personal experience, I just think those waves can be a lot tougher. They seem to be a lot more volatile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's one way to put it. <laughs> I was, like I, I'm listening to you say it. I'm like, that's totally this month. You know, I like had two people that were like, you know, are normal here this month and they're not. And so I'm not doing any virtuals with them. And I was like, oh my God, I'm like, gonna, everything's crashing and burning. And then I looked at October and I was like, wow, October's going to be crazy for me. Yeah. I'm actually glad they're not here right now because I can sleep extra this month. I could be a little lazier. I could just kind of. Totally kick back and there's so many you know i want to hear like well we'll we'll talk about the transition part but that's something that i wanted to talk about like you know from the mindset how you know both your mindset and my mindset has clearly changed even since the last time we really you know got to talk it out and it sounds like you know because of this powerful what's powerful (laughs) powerful shift in mindset you were able to shake things up and change things out and actually look for, you know, look towards the future and move forward. Yeah. I mean, it's so big. And I, I, I feel like kind of an idiot because literally everybody talks about mindset, like from yoga to business to like, you know, and everything in between mindset is obvious. There's like a million books written on mindset, psychology, the whole thing. But it didn't click for me, I guess, until like six months ago, how powerful it really was. And 
once you like sort of have that realization and I've, it's like, I've been building myself up for this for years. I've been doing daily breath work, meditation, yoga for like a decade. You know, I'm, I have all these tools, but it was like, I was going through the motions. Like I was intellectualizing it instead of embodying it, if that makes sense. So like, I know what breath work is. I know how to meditate. Like, but was I actually meditating like in my body? Like, was I actually getting it? And I swear, and this is going to sound totally crazy. And I haven't said this like publicly, not even to my listeners. Um, but there was a point that felt like a part of me died. And, and it was sad. Like I had to mourn that part of me and the new part of me wasn't really like born yet. So there was this weird limbo where I was like in a cocoon or something and just nothing was really happening. And that was really hard because the mourning, the old part of me, that makes sense. But I hadn't quite stepped into the new part of me. And that transition is so important. And I feel like that's not like we always talk about this change in mindset, this shift in mindset, like you snap your fingers and it's done. And for me, it was like a good, I would say, three to six weeks of just like darkness. And I didn't know the way forward in the business. I didn't really even want to open my laptop. Like it was so bad and it was so murky and foggy and like slow. I had never understood the term like my brain fog before. And I was like, okay, this is what that is. You know, like this is definitely that. I can't, it was just in a fog. And I think that we just expect our minds to just like change overnight. And I do think I had to make room. And so a big piece of my transition was the part of me that had to die. And it really has, like, I feel like you said, like we are different people because our minds are different. Um, than we were the last time we were talking. And for me, the part that had to die was this idea that I needed to prove myself. Um, my constant needing to prove myself because I get on like a client call or I sign a contract or whatever for money and I'm like, holy shit, they're trusting me. Like the exchange of money and energy is so sacred to me. And it's like, how do I prove that I'm enough? How do I prove that their money's worth it? How do I prove this, this, this? Instead of thinking to myself, are they worth my energy? Like I was too concerned with earning the acceptance of others that I, my, um, like meter, you know, was getting thrown off of like, is this somebody that authentically aligns with my values and, uh, somebody that I want to spend my time and energy building their brand and business kind of thing. And, and that part of me wasn't just in business. It's in friendships. It's in lots of relationships where it's like, I'm more concerned whether they like me, uh, over whether I like them. And that was like, this crazy moment of like, I, I was actually on a podcast with Susie Batiste. She's one of my mentors and she was on my podcast. And I told her before the episode, I said, listen, I'm having a really bad day, but you're like one of my dream guests and I can't reschedule, but I'm just like not in a good place. And she looked me in my eyes and she was like, that was the last time. And she doesn't even know what happened. She's just like a crazy, like amazing intuitive witch. 
And she just looked at me and was like, that was it. Like that was the last time that part had to die. And I was just like, you're so right. And I really do feel different. And now that that part of me is gone, it created all this space in my mind for other limiting beliefs. I'm like, oh, like financial limiting beliefs or relationship beliefs or the fact that I was like really excited about doing intuitive sales trainings and sales coaching. But I was like, people don't want to hear about sales. Like people will like people will think I'm not authentic if I'm talking. I'm like, fuck that. Sales is how the world goes round. You know, it's like, and so I think like if once I actually stopped having something to prove, um, and I could just be me, um, that in itself is like so much more valuable to myself and to the world. And so that was like my major mindset shift this summer specifically, um, was just like, be where you're at, A, and B, like stop worrying about the noise. Like there's so much noise. Somebody's always going to think something. Somebody's always going to misunderstand you. Like be misunderstood. Be willing to be misunderstood and just like get quiet with yourself. Um, She has so much to say and she's so wise. Um, And if I just shut up, and let her guide me, um, the answers are right there. And it's so much easier said than done. But I would say that's how I feel. I just feel more connected to myself, to my own intuition, to my own gut, and like less uh, affected by the noise. And that feels that feels really good. Yeah, I feel it. I feel it. It's the the deciding factor of like, well, the same, you know, like I said earlier, like the, well, what, what's it going to be? You know, like, what are we going to do this time? Are we going to continue to do the same old shit show or are we going to move forward? It's like the most important relationship is, is you with yourself and whether you're in business, whether you're in relationship, whether you're walking down the street, like you're there, it's you and you're showing up in all these different ways in your life. And we're so concerned and excited to help other people and to, um, you know, do this kind of work for other people. And like we talked about just being in service to ourselves first, like it's not a selfish thing. It felt selfish to me at first, but I'm finding the more I rest, the more I get quiet, the more I connect to that person inside. Um, I'm cooking for my husband. I'm checking in on my friends more. I'm like more available. I'm more present. Um, my strategies are like killing it right now. I'm launching this, new, you know, like things just flow. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel it. I feel it. I'd say, you know, like I, I mean, often we're on the same page on a lot of stuff, but I feel it. I, I personally decided that I'm just not going to sit in that old pity party anymore. And I, I think it was important to sit, but then yeah. to really observe and, I was holding myself back on, on many different ways, you know, like I know I need more space. And so I'm finally actually, believe it or not today, I'm signing a lease to a new space. You know? and I <gasps> oh, have that's this, so like, auspicious. I love that. It's pretty exciting. Actually, what I'm turning it into, it's, a, it's a loft, you know, live work loft in San Francisco and the downstairs is going to be strictly a yoga studio. I can host up to 12 people there and safe and there's a roof and, you know, my loft space is going to be like the living area, but like, I know that I need this to transform. And I know that my community or our community is going to need a space together at some point. And when I was able to just get out of my own way, 
the vision was just so clear. It was like, oh yeah, this is the path. This is how I move forward. And because of this, I'm like now deeper into my studies and, you know, like now I'm like doing this teacher training for, for meditation. And I know meditation, but I want to actually be skillful at it because I know that I want to lead in a certain type of way now. Does that make sense? Mm, it does. And I'm sitting here smiling for you because I feel that like your sanctuary. Um, I like feel this place. It's going to be your sanctuary. And the, the, biggest thing that I think that I am taking away from this and just from this time and having this conversation is what you just said and getting out of your own way. Like I'm about to drop an email to my, my email list and it's called the biggest break in my flow. And guess what the biggest break in my flow is? It's you me. getting out of your own way. It's yeah. <laughs> freaking me. Like yeah. nine out of 10 times you are what's breaking the flow. And Again, going back to full circle, having the observer on and being able to witness, right, and become aware of where you're standing in your own way is the first step. But I'm telling you right now, there's like three things that you could do in any area of your life that doesn't require any exterior thing to change um, except for you to make a decision, you to do the thing, you to write the thing, say yes to the thing, right? Tell the person the thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, once I realized that within my business and within my life, like, um, I'm so happy for you about moving. That's just, ugh, I'm so excited. I've been, um, we're a little bit in limbo right now, um, where I'm ready for my sanctuary. Like I'm ready for it and we're renting from a friend and it just makes sense financially and blah, blah, blah. Like all these reasons why we haven't moved into our own place. But I realized I can make everywhere I go, my sanctuary. Mm -hmm. I can, I, my plants right now, I, I put my desk in my shrine room because it's like filled with such good juju. And I have all these plants around me. I have my essential oils, my angel cards, my journal, my candles. And this room is a vibe and it's like totally a sanctuary. And there was the only thing in my way of, from doing that was me being like, oh, like you, you just have to wait until you move into a new place. There's nothing you can do right now. It's like, actually, there's a lot you can do right now. At, right. Like as simple as changing a light bulb, like I hated the, I hated the like tint of light that was right. in the room and I changed the light bulb. It's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like a little tiny thing goes so far like small small as lighting a candle it changes the whole vibe of a room like anywhere you go like can be your sanctuary even when I go out now I bring my little essential oils with me because it's like I can turn anywhere I am into my sanctuary so we really like there is no excuse um to not like drop in and right feel that and then yes like signing this new lease for you is like a huge step and it's like so beautiful and transformational and also at the same time if you're not able to move right now or can't afford your dream place there's like a hundred percent something you can do to like enhance your quality of life in every moment <laughs> totally 100 percent. yeah you don't need to move to a bigger apartment to make it happen but I'm so proud of you. I just, my heart, like I can feel it for you. So I'm just, that's so special. It's it is just, about time. <laughs> I just love when we connect, like we drop in, like it's at the world melts away and we're, we're always like on such a similar wavelength, whether we're either like suffering, like, like we're like, can we just <laughs> talk, talk shit for an hour? And then this right. time you're like, what's up with you? I'm like, I'm actually really good. And you're like, me too. <laughs> yeah. There's a clear shift. 
<laughs> it's beautiful. It's just always evolving and I appreciate your friendship and I appreciate your audience and being able to have these real conversations. It's like, it's so special. And I know it makes me feel less alone. Yeah, I was going to say that you literally took the words right out of my mouth. Us having this conversation, even about our you know, our, our mindsets and what we do for that and tuning into that, you know, you've just given a bunch of people that are listening permission to have that conversation with themselves. So thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. I can't wait to share this episode. I love our format. I want to have you on mine again. Uh, and I want to do the same format where it's like, what's up? Let's- yeah, what, are, what are we doing today? <laughs> what should we, how are we feeling? What should we talk about? You were like, what are you doing? I was like, well, I just picked an angel card and uh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Krista, thank you always for taking the time out and for just, you know, I just, I adore you. Thank you. It's such a beautiful uh, friendship that we have. And I'm very grateful um, for you, for your audience, and for all the things. Keep growing. All of the things. (laughs) Until the next Seeker and Sage, this is Danny and Krista saying peace out. Bye.